Hi, this is Mark Schaefer. I've been reading a lot of research lately about the decline in customer loyalty. Luckily, we've got Matthew Sweezy with us today to talk about new ideas to build that emotional connection with your customers. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, everyone. We have got a great opportunity today. We've got Matthew Sweezy back on the show. And uh, gosh, Matthew, it's been so long that I've been able to see you. And I miss these opportunities to connect and talk to you. How how are you doing? I love I'm glad to see face. I'm glad to see you're all in one place, all in one piece. Because your adventures, you've been all over the world and skiing and going to all to these, these high altitudes. And uh, so I'm just happy that you're you're healthy, man. Thanks, brother. Going ice climbing this weekend. So it's another, ice another climbing. adventure. Good. Yeah. Ice climbing. That is way, way up on my bucket list, Matthew. It's probably number 1,011 or something. <laughs> it's way up there. It's uh, way up there, man. Yeah, uh, so good my ice there. climbing days are over. Mine might be after this weekend. We don't know. So <laughs> this, this is a new experience for me. Ice climbing. Wow. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen the pictures, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sort of addicted to, to GoPro videos. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay. Can't wait to, can't wait to see the pictures. This, this ladies and gentlemen, this may be our last show with Matthew Sweezy. Uh, but before we get started, I have to mention our sponsor because this is what happens. Matthew and I get in the groove and then I forget to talk about who is sponsoring this show. And our great sponsor is Brevo. They've sponsored our show for a long time. And I know many people out there have tried it. I use Brevo myself. And the cool thing about Brevo is this all-in-one sort of marketing Swiss army knife for especially small businesses. But businesses can have a unified view of the customer journey in one easy-to-use platform. And I want to emphasize easy-to-use. It is unbelievably easy. You can grow your business with intuitive marketing and sales tools such as marketing and sales automation, marketing campaigns over email, SMS, WhatsApp, and so much more. You can try Brevo for free by going to brevo.com slash marketing companion. If you decide to sign up, use the promo code companion to get 50% on your first three months of the business plan. And it is awesome. So today we're going to be talking about uh, loyalty. And this is something that you've been immersed in. This is something you've been studying in your new career, Matthew. And it's one of the things I addressed quite deeply in, in the Marketing Rebellion book, how loyalty has been in decline and we're sort of in a scrolling culture. I, here's a, an experience where it's, it, it just showed me, like, what am I even doing? So I, I, inv I, I had a bunch of people coming over to my house and I live on the lake and I, I bought this like big inflatable like island you can put in the lake and people can float on this island. So it occurred to me like two weeks later, I never got the thing. And I couldn't remember where I bought it. So I was like scrolling, 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 and I found this the best deal and it had the best price and it had the best guarantees, but obviously it didn't have a guarantee that it was actually going to get it to me. 
So I actually like had to like reorder it on Amazon so I could remember where I ordered this thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, it, it, today in this age, you know, do we even really, are we really even concerned so much about brands like we, like we used to, we kind of want, we're looking for the best price. We assume it's going to be easy returns. It's going to be free shipping. And then all things being equal, let's just buy the thing. So tell me about sort of how, I mean, I know you're doing a lot of big, big brand, mega, mega brand. You said, we can't talk about the brands, but believe me, they're big ones. And you are doing some deep dive studies with these brands about loyalty. So what are you finding and what's what's the new approach? Well, I mean, first off, I never imagined I'd be excited to talk about loyalty. It's a topic that I was always like, this is kind of a really, it's not something that's always exciting to me. Uh, these couple new projects have kind of changed that opinion. And so I think that's what I got really excited about when you said, hey, what do you want to talk about? So the first thing I think that's, that's interesting is all this stuff that we know will still exist, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that the loyalty programs, my Delta program is, is not going to radically change. Um, Prime, Amazon Prime is not going to radically change because those things don't have to change. And I think that's one of the really key focuses here, which is, you know, whatever your audience needs, whatever your community needs and wants, whatever your customer needs and wants, those differ, based on different types of things. So different types of companies are gonna have very different types of programs and experiences, right? So working with, you know, an extremely large CPG brand, they're not concerned with as much on an earn and burn type of a program as they are something much more experiential of how do we use this as an experiential program to reach a new audience in a new way, right? So it's not how do we remake the old, it's how do we create something net new out of a new set of tools that does something new. And I think that's what gets exciting here. Um, give me an example of turn and burn. Would that be like Starbucks? Yeah, earn and burn. Yeah, yeah. So you buy something, you earn a point, and then earn you and earn, burn. Yeah, okay. earn that point back in that program. I mean, that's that's what we would traditionally call the loyalty loop, mm -hmm. right? Which is you bought something. I'm going to give you a point in exchange for that. You then have a currency inside of my economy that you can then reuse that point. Um, your Amex card, uh, Delta, Skyline, uh, Air Miles, uh, American Airlines, those are the, the, the earn and burns. Um, so I think that's, that's what's interesting. What I'm starting to notice is what is possible now, given a new set of technology and a new set of parameters. That's, that's one thing I want to dive into. The other thing is new dynamics of how these communities and these programs are being leveraged and what they're being leveraged for. Right? So I think that's another really radical thing. Um, but let's start with the first, which is, you know, we've heard this term, you know, there's there's a lot out there that that we can consider of how do we connect lots of different things. If you're a massive CPG retailer, you've got stuff all over the place, whether it be different retail centers, whether it be literally like things that stand in the back of convenience stores, you've got product in different types of places. And now what we can start to imagine is how can we use technology to connect all those things and almost a layer that sits on top of the rest of the world. And so you can start to imagine that these things may not even exist as we've seen them before. It may not be a loyalty program as I get a card. It may be a very different type of thing where we're using technology to connect various different types of experiences together to unlock greater experiences. And in the end, it may still look like something that we've seen before. It's, it still may be that you get some type of swag. It still may be that you get some type of premium experience. 
um, but just the methodology that we go through may not be like what we've seen before. So I think that was like one of the most exciting things. Give me uh, an example how an experience can lead to another experience. Let's let's unpack that one a, a, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, I'm one of the things that it's as exciting to me is that I do see more businesses aiming at experiences as rewards and experiences experiential marketing as a way to get people to talk about their brand. And of course, the one that comes to mind most uh, easily is is MasterCard, right? I mean, they're all about giving people premium experiences. And if you're kind of part of the club, you get to the next level of experiences. So uh, tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing in that area. Yes, it, really, the, the notion of gamification, I think, is what's really coming to play in the more, what I, I'm going to call progressive audiences, right? So your more technologically advanced audiences, your younger audiences, those are really starting to see gamification in a new way. Um, you know, where games are really starting to become an experience by playing the game, you then unlock another experience. And this is not, you know, net, net new. You know, we've had, you know, like McDonald's has the Monopoly game, which yeah, you've, right. you've had for years, which is they Super continue famous. to run it because it's extremely successful. Yeah. It's just an experience to play to unlock other experiences. Um, but we, we can start to expand that with technology. Um, hmm. You know, one of the really interesting games that I've seen recently used to create a community was, you know, this project I'm working at with Smart Layer. We created a game called the Smart Cat. And so it's, I'm not going to get into the technology, but it's a game. Um, and so we issued this game and it's a Tamagotchi style game. And it's like, there's some super cool novel tech, which is why people enjoy it. And then they play the game. And by playing the game, they unlock all these different aspects of points and all these different aspects of, of things that are useful inside of our community. And then so that's what I'm talking about is an, a gamification of an experience. And we're starting to see that more and more as, and, and that's also what I'm hearing from brands when brands are talking about these things. Like they're literally coming back, all the reports they're getting from the major consulting agencies, whether it be, you know, McKinsey or BCG or, or pick yours, they're all saying that, you know, you have to move away from the old idea of you bought some, extremely transactional. You bought something from me. I give you a point in exchange. Mm -hmm. Now you don't even have to buy anything to be a part of these programs. The goal isn't necessarily purchase in the forefront. It's a lot of these is brand experience, right? These, yeah. are, these are brand plays by mm -hmm. playing these games. I now get to be a part of your life. And even if you don't buy my thing, the brand value to the brand is still maintained even without you having to touch the physical product. So there's some really cool aspects in that um, that we started to see. And, you know, it's also sort of organic to the culture. Uh, again, as you said, especially with young people today is that it's, it's a, a heavy uh, gaming culture. And so moving loyalty programs into that kind of environment will be seem very familiar to them. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's another key point is I've, I'm not a gamer and I didn't realize how persistent gaming was and casual gaming, just specifically casual gaming. This is mm -hmm. like, you know, your mobile games, your social games. It's so massive. You know, mm -hmm. if you just look around, I'm on the flights. Just look at what, yeah, what everyone I know. else is doing on That's the That's exactly flights. what I was thinking. It's amazing. They're playing Candy Crush. You're playing these social casual games. And, and these are not young people. No, right? these, these are, are like people. even like, you know, executives there with the silver hair and the nice suit. They're playing Candy Crush or something. Yeah. Yeah. And my last relationship every night, she would play this silly game before she went to bed. And that was her like downtime. She's not a gamer. She's a mom. She's a is nurse. That what, is that what broke you guys up, Matt? Kind of. Yeah. We can get into yeah. that later. Yeah. My <laughs> therapist loves this one, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, 
but it, and lots of people are gaming. And so we can start to then think about micro games. It's like, it doesn't have to be a full-fledged game, but you can have these small experiences. And as long as you can give somebody joy in a moment, it goes back to a lot of the key fundamentals of marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Give them some joy in the moment, make that brain connection. And then you can then have something out of that as the, that then can continue on to something else. You can start to build those loops, start to build that and brand in a new type of way. So those are some of the really interesting things we're starting to see uh, and brands are starting to ask one of these loyalty programs. Yeah, it's interesting. And again, it, it does build on things that I, I wrote about in the Marketing Rebellion book. I, I predicted that experiential marketing would be a big part of marketing going forward mm -hmm. where, um, you know, first of all, I mean, we just don't access consumers like we used to with with ads and you know advertising is only relevant twice a year the super bowl and black friday and other other than that i mean it's it's kind of ignored that's when we you know get up to go get our drink or something when the ads come on or we we're in a streaming economy where you know we we pay extra to not to not see the ads and you know so really i think this is a a a big idea will continue to be a big idea if you can create these brand activations where you can communicate uh, the feeling, the connection, the story of the brand in a way that's that's a as a game, that's a narrative, that's an experience. And then and you can start to have metagames that sit on top, right? So we then can start to connect all these aspects. So brand activation, we've always done brand activations. Advertising will never go away because it's the cheapest and easiest way to reach mass audiences. But then you can start to then overlay meta experiences into these things. And then you can start to have sub games on top of games. And this concept of activation can now start to be digital. And this is one of the things that brands are really excited about, which is the cost structure. Because you can start to create these digital experiences at scale and you can do these things and you can give value in new ways through digital collectibles without having to incur a greater cost, right? So the biggest takeaway, so for those that may not know, I've spent a lot of time in the Web3 world, worked with a lot of the major brands one of the biggest things that attracted big brands to the, this concept beyond the hype was the cost structure is they would say, listen, for me to increase the value of a loyalty program, I have to incur cost. That means I've got to create something. I've got to ship something. I've got to buy something or produce something, right? However, if you can start to move into this world where digital collectibles and digital things have value and they can be valued, you can then start to create value without having to incur costs. And so you then have this new type of a methodology that they can then start to give away. So you can have experiences that can create value out of that can have digital experiences. Um, and then that's kind of one of the big things is how do you expand these programs without incurring additional cost? I um, mean, so that's a whole nother aspect of this meta, meta layer on top of things, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Connecting the dots. Uh, one of the things that we do in the, in the rise community is every couple of months, we have an experience in the metaverse and uh, we'll, we'll have a, a meeting in space in some, usually on spatial. Um, I have a penthouse on the metaverse. I've not explained to my wife what this charge is on our credit card every month for this fake penthouse in a fake place. But you know, she trusts me. We have a good relationship. And uh, so we, we meet there in spatial and um one of the things we did a few months ago is we had a panel discussion that had children. It was kids of some of the people in, in the community. And we we're talking about their experiences in the metaverse. And one of the questions I asked was, do you see brands in the metaverse? Do you ever see companies selling you things? 
And they said, no, no. I mean, they thought for a minute and they said, no, no, we, we, we don't see companies. No, we don't see them selling things to us on the metaverse. But I, I love Spotify world. I love Vans world where, you know, you can go in and have these experiences, have this sort of gamified experience. And that's how they're building these new brand connections, creating this new emotion with this uh, new group of consumers by having them live and breathe and experience things in, in uh, the metaverse. Uh, now, have you, of any of the brands that you're working with, are you, are you seeing any of that sort of idea at play yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot of them. I mean, oh, all really? the ones you mentioned. Yeah. A lot yeah, of the, yeah. especially anything that's a major CPG and if it intersects with culture and CPG, they've already yeah. gone there. Um, so you can look at a lot of them who've already created these spaces. They're making money off these spaces. If they're going into Roblox, they're even selling stuff inside of these spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the split is pretty significant. Um, so they're still making money inside of these spaces by even selling mm -hmm. digital items in, inside mm -hmm. of those spaces. And then you take that back to the thing we just talked about of, then you can start to have meta connections between those and then the IRL. And you can have connections between those and other places and other things. Mm -hmm. um, so you now start to have gamification in one aspect and then have that continue on. And that's that's what I was talking about. Of these programs will be much more... Um, they will not be as linear as, as they used to be. It won't just be an app and a card. It will mm. be, you go to multiple different places and then this is the this will be the layer that connects all those other things together, right? And we'll use these new technologies to connect those different experiences together and they can then unlock things in different places. Mm. Um, so that's when you start to then go past the edge of what we really know into that, that Web3 world of saying, okay, now you've got this one pass. Who else can give value for that pass? And you can then get into what we call like the permissionless aspects of like open membership, where in a traditional world, if Delta says, you're a member of my Delta program, and let's say that I am, pick anybody else in the world, I want to target you because I know you're a premium customer. And that means you probably spend more and you probably travel more. That's information that I want to target. I can't target you because I don't know how to validate that membership. I can't call Delta and say, is Mark a Delta premium flyer? And if so, at what status? Number one, they can't give you that information because of PII regulations. Mm -hmm. Two, they could do that on an API basis, meaning if I'm a company and we take six months to strike this partnership, this mega deal, and then we build out an, an internal connection technologically, which is an API, passing information back and forth, we can probably do that if we can find a way around the sharing of the PII. But if we go into this other way with like Web3, we can then start to get into permissionless where I can say, hey, listen, Mark, I can automatically validate that you have that, that information is correct. You are this member. And now I can give you value for those things. And now value can be extended for the program well beyond what Delta could create on their own. And we can now start to see how we start to see coalitions of loyalty programs. So there's, there's like meta layers that now start to sit on top of our worlds, whether it's connecting games or then where the value is extracted and, and stored in other places. Uh, so I think it's, that's, to me, it's some of the really interesting aspects of just what happens next. Because yeah. I think that's what's really cool is what happens next. So is is there a, a, a case study either you can name or you can make up a, a, a name for a company that's that's doing something like this? I mean, who's sort of taking the lead in this in this space that we might like study and be aware of study and be aware of i think 
if you just wanted to study and be aware of what are some of the coolest things, I'd just go into Roblox and then go and see who's building experiences inside of Roblox. That's step one is experience mm, the worlds mm, that they're building. Mm. Uh, Nike's done a great job with Dot Swoosh. Uh, that's probably the most impressive kind of outline of, of what's kind of happened technologically recently is Dot Swoosh. Is that on Roblox? No, Dot Swoosh is just a, as a, it's really a Web3 type program where you have the ability okay. to, you have your own domain name. Mm -hmm. um, you have the ability to vote on different types of physical and digital aspects. Um, they've created digital goods that then became physical goods. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty ro it's it's pretty robust and pretty cutting edge. Um, a lot of the briefs that you're going to start to see will mm -hmm. start to mention Dot Swoosh is something that they're wanting to emulate parts of. So it uh, sounds so like it's a it's it's a it's a, a, a part of it is a collaborative community. Uh, I've, right. I've, yeah, yeah. This is where they're designing the sneakers. And this and is where the next evolution starts to happen. So this is where like community and loyalty start to like combine and play together. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me give you a case study. So um, we we built that game called the Smart Cats. I told you guys about. Mm -hmm. And it, the case study was really phenomenal. The CEO said, "Hey, listen, we want to have a community of five hundred thousand people in the next three months." And we're like, "That's you know impossible." If you want to do that, um, we call that the impossible brief. Right now, as of today, the community is 1.36 million, uh, and that's six months in, right? So what it's, what's impressive is just not that, that we built a community of that many people. It's what those people are doing and how they then stay active and how we keep them engaged, because it's really kind of a combination of loyalty, a combination of community. But at the heart of it, it's why are these people even there in the first place? Mm. The majority of those people are there because... That's a technology company in this space. They then go to market in a very different way, right? They, they tokenize and then they do a token event called the TGE token generation event. And then they share tokens with people that help get them there. So essentially what you're seeing is now is you have people paying it forward. They're engaging in these communities because in the future, there will be some type of reward paid back to them. I think this is an element that will probably trickle down over the next five, 10 years back into a lot of other brands. It'll take a while but it will happen. The question we'll need to ask is, is it more beneficial for me to give $10,000 to XYZ pick marketing channel? Or is it more beneficial for me to give those $10,000 to people to do specific actions and take them on my behalf? Mm. Right. And so in these worlds, these web three worlds, they're launching protocols. And so what they need is they need to have traffic on these protocols and they need to have these very specific actions. That's what these people are being incentivized to do. They're a series of quests these people are gamifying these things. So they're going in and they're taking these quests. That quest might be anything from follow us on Twitter to join this Twitter space. I ran a Twitter space this morning. There's 2,000 people in it, right? Oh, so wow. if, if you can imagine- what, 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 was, what was the topic of the space? Uh, it was uh, ENS, which is the Ethereum name service, and then mm -hmm. us having a conversation about the future of ENS. Mm -hmm. um, but because it is because we're rewarding them with points for attending these events, and those those points then equate to something greater and that aligns to the reason of what these people are doing. I, I want to take one step back. Mm. A lot of these folks are in places where $50 goes a lot farther than it does in America, mm. right? But mm -hmm. that doesn't matter because as long as it's a physical person doing these activities, that's all that really matters, right? Mm. So if we need to have, if we need to have someone do a transaction to test something, it doesn't matter if that person sits in the United States or if that person sits in the Philippines. It doesn't matter if that person sits in China or if they sit in India. Mm -hmm. right? As long as we can collect people and get people to do these actions. So you're starting to see a combination of like Mechanical Turk, community, loyalty programs, like all start to come together and coalesce. 
Um, so you've got that, that program happening. So we, we built that program, 3 million people. Uh, that game was not to be a game in a game in of itself. It was just to showcase some technology of like what this protocol can do. That game's now the number one game on Polygon. If you're not familiar with Polygon, Polygon is an L2. It's a scaling solution for Ethereum, which it's, it's, a, it's a massive network, right? They're, they're, a, they're kind of a big deal in the Web3 world. It's the number one dApp. It's the number one decentralized application and the number one game on the Polygon network. It's the wow. number one trending NFT on OpenSea, right? These are not small milestones for any project to accomplish. And they were accomplished by a project six months ago. No one had a clue who they were. And it all happened because they built a community. They found out what that community values. And then they found a way to gamify the experience and keep them constantly engaged. And I think like that's the really interesting thing here from like a marketing and a psycholog like psychology aspect is once you've invested enough time into something, you will continue to invest time in that thing because you have value stored in that thing and you want to extract the value back out of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So the amount of activities and actions that these people are taking is, is quite significant. Um, so I think like, as we start to imagine all these different things coalescing into the future, that's kind of what gets really exciting is like future loyalty programs won't be loyalty programs. There'll be gamified things and it may not be gamification, a game to play a game. It may be that you're doing these quests, like very specific activities, do, do this list of 10 things for the outcome of X. And that outcome is going to be based on whatever that person finds valuable. If that is a monetary reward, that's one possibility. If it's an experience, that's another. If it's like a FOMO experience for a culture-minded person of here's a drop that you may not have any a chance to, whether it's some very specific type of merch with a very niche player. I think that that's where it all really starts to be fun. And it's a new uh, a new set of tools to play with. It, it is. And what's fascinating to me as I'm listening to you is it really does tap into a new the psychological dynamic because what you, you, you described like an old uh, uh, more familiar program, like playing the monopoly game or something like that. Um, it's sort of an independent activity. If you, if you, you know, play it, you can, you buy something, you can win something bigger and, but it's, it doesn't really involve community. You don't care about what other people are doing. You don't build on their ideas. You don't collaborate you don't really belong to a monopoly game, but you have an opportunity to belong truly to a community in some of these loyalty programs. And this is exactly what I described in, in the, in the last book I wrote talking about, like, if you can achieve community, it's the ultimate marketing. It's the ultimate marketing with no marketing because you don't need SEO anymore. You don't need advertising anymore. You don't need any of these things because as people build relationships with each other through like maybe a game and or, or like on the Nike thing, through collaborations, then you're going to come into this community. You're literally going to belong to the brand because this is where you go. This is where you belong. This is where you're having fun. This is where you're changing something. This is where you're creating something. And that really hits a whole new level. I got, of, I got to add something here see. that's going to make everyone laugh and hopefully be insightful. It's called a cat date. Uh -huh. So one of the one of the elements that we did with this game is we allowed you to if you could interact your cat with other cats, you can then level up and you can and you can level up higher by working with other people than you can by yourself. So we did this exact dynamic and inside of we use a, a platform called Discord for the community 
And inside of Discord, there's just a channel for cat dates. You mm -hmm. can go online and people are, are trying to find cat dates because you can only up level to the next level after you do these things, which are collaborative activities with other people. So mm -hmm. there's people trying to find cat dates all day long on Discord. If you go look at their Twitter, there's people just putting their cat handles and you can name your cats. And so now they're like trying to have cat dates. And, the, and then once you do that, you can then talk to that person. Mm -hmm. And scenarios starting to have people that can now start to work together in collaborative ways to improve each other beyond they could by themselves. So all these dynamics start to work in and they go far beyond just the old dynamics of, like we said, of just buy a product, get a point and burn the point. Yeah. So um, as you are helping to create and design these things, I mean, are, is it pushing you into learning new things about psychology and sociology uh, to, uh, is that sort of like on your radar as you're, uh, are you being mindful about these things as you're building these programs? I mean, I'd, I'd love to say yes, but I think right now it's, it's more tactical. It's mm -hmm. how do you keep people engaged? How do you design programs to keep people engaged at a high level? H how do you understand what their core wants? And these are, I think everything, no matter what we get, it's all going to boil back down to the basics of what does a person want to be there? What do they find most valuable? How do we create that value for them? How do we create that value on a constant recurring basis? That's another trick is how do you constantly deliver value? Mm -hmm. um, and that's always been a hard problem. So I wouldn't say that it's pushing me into like, you know, new revelations. We didn't come up with the, the cat dating because it was, we want people to work together as much as it was. This is just new things that we can do. And then people just, it took off. Right? And then yeah. people started to work together and it's like, cool, they can work together. They're like that. Let's do more of that. So it was a lot more. Maybe, test maybe, maybe it's just kinky. <laughs> maybe that's the, maybe that's the driver there. Maybe check, check out the demographic profiles and report back to us, Matt. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, it is, it, it, it is really, uh, it is really interesting. And, um, you know, how, uh, you know, collaboration, uh, and, and these kind of connections lead to belonging. And, and the other thing that I'm thinking about, Matt, is you know, one of the things I learned when I was doing research for the, for the new book on community is that one of the most important aspects of community is status, is that people will become engaged in a community if they feel like they have a chance to be recognized, they want to be heard, they want to be acknowledged. So I think... You know, whether you're planning that or not, that's got to be something that's going on there. The interesting thing is we haven't given people with higher status, like a voice. We give them different roles. Uh, mm -hmm. So they get to earn different yeah. roles inside of sure. Discord. So we give them something like that. But the interesting thing in this world is you can sell status, right? In the Web3 world, status is for sale because you've earned something, you've built something, it's provable, and then it's also transferable. Mm -hmm. And so... We only, there's only 20 levels to this game. And once you get to level 20, which you know you can't get to unless you play this game every day, almost every day for 30 days, you get to Catzilla and you rewarded Catzilla. People are, by the way, this, this game was free. We 900,000 people downloaded this game um, as an NFT for free. Catzillas mm. are selling, I think it was like a hundred bucks that people are selling these things for uh, on you know, OpenSea. So it's an interesting, it's like you've built up status and someone else wants that status because mm. then it unlocks things for them inside of another world. So rather than them having to play that game, they're mm. happy to say, hey, listen, I'm on the other side of the world where my time's more valuable than your time. So I'll let you do the work and then we'll do an exchange of value. And oh then both gosh. parties win. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really 
crazy once you start to add all these things together. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, think about like how that could scale for a brand. Could you create somebody that's you know just so excited about your brand and the status they're earning within a brand that it really becomes, you know, a a, a thing. It becomes a um, you know, uh your becomes part of your persona. You know, it's so it, it it's that important. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, I think that's what Nike's wanting to do with that swoosh is like that name starts to become part of your identity. And then the, the interesting thing is once you can start to then have that be recognized in more places, once we get further down the road technologically where, you know, this technology becomes more ubiquitous and mm -hmm. these things start to become, you know, more interoperable, that'll really start to work. This is all still like super, 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 super left field, super niche. These are all still experiments by all these standards of all these companies. Yeah. Um, so this is not mainstream by any stretch. It won't be for a while. This is just really cool things that are happening on the frontier. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, as always, Matthew, you're full of amazing ideas and insights, and I'm so grateful that you've spent time with us uh, today. Hey, if someone wants to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing, where's where's should they find you on LinkedIn, or what's the best place to connect with you, Matt? Yeah, right on LinkedIn. So you can just follow me on LinkedIn. That's the best place. Uh, and then every now and then I, I post stuff on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, and I, I want to remind everyone that it's Matthew with one T. So if you're trying to find Matthew with two T's, you're going to be very confused. So it's Matthew with one T on LinkedIn. And uh, and yeah, so not only is Matt Matt brilliant, but he's he's also a great, great friend and a great guy. So Matt, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for, to... Uh, all of you uh, for spending your time with us on the Marketing Companion. We never, ever take that for granted. Uh, I so appreciate your support through all these years. We're now in our 11th year of the show, and we'll see you next time.